Welcome to the Financial Coconut Podcast Network, the leading personal finance podcast network in Singapore. I'm your host, Reggie, aka your chief financial coconut, and every Tuesday, you will be spending more time with me. <laughs> and sometimes, I will be bringing some friends along as I take you through various leading ideas that I find interesting and worthy of your time in the personal finance world today. I've decided to call this segment First Dips, hoping that you and I can get first dips on these leading ideas. With the rise of digital assets and a lot of these brokerages out there, we see more and more individuals like you and I having a bigger permutation within our portfolio. It's no longer just ILPs, uh, endowment plans, uh, dividend stocks. Uh, more and more people are holding things like ETFs, overseas stocks, digital assets like crypto, NFT, and, and all that. They're all part of your portfolio. It is as if uh, if you don't own these things, you're out already. <laughs> So the ease and the prevalence of such products are getting many people excited also. But what happens when you want to pass on these newfound wealth to the next generation? There are many things to know and I'm going to share with you some interesting consideration when passing on wealth in 2022 and beyond. Welcome back. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. So good morning everyone I welcome you to another day with the Financial Coconut In our podcast, debunking financial myths Discovering best financial practices And discussing financial strategies That fits our unique life You get it Ultimately empowering us Create a life we love While managing our finances well My name is Reggie I'm your host And today we're going to spend some time To talk about managing wealth transfers In 2022 Times have changed Product mix have changed So a lot of things um, Are up for discussion Hey Coconut, so yes, I know, but maybe half of you guys are still in the stage of accumulating wealth, right? You're in your early 30s, late 20s, and all that, right? So you are well and good accumulating your money. Eventually, you will have to transfer it, or you may want to transfer it if that is your goal. Um, so it's not your immediate priority, but you should still hang out and listen through so that you can get a clearer idea what is it going to be like for you. And so I totally get it, right, if you're still not entertaining this idea. But there's the other half of the people listening in that are closer, right? So they have settled down, they've bought some assets, um, they have a family and they have some surpluses they have accumulated and they're looking at, you know what, maybe, huh? how should I pass this down, right? Because I have all these surpluses around. So good on you, you have all these surpluses, um, but it's getting trickier and trickier as more and more people have a myriad of different assets, right? It's not the same as in the past, but some of the tools... Um, in other words, more engineered for tax efficiency. A lot of the newer tools are still up in the open. You don't know what kind of new legislations are going to come in and you don't know what's going to happen to some of these wealth that you've accumulated in the new fields. Also, I think in Singapore, the narrative is uh, that a lot of people that have very traditional family values. I don't know how many of you guys have very traditional family values. Um, I am definitely from the more liberal camp. I am more fashion forward. Huh? So a lot of things are up in the air. I can question a lot of these things. But... 
I do think that uh, there is some basis for generational wealth when you're trying to accumulate wealth, right? Over time, we compound and compound. So a lot of the wealthy people that you see today, right? The wealth didn't come in this generation. They've accumulated over a few generations. And if you want to be one of those people that start to accumulate wealth for your family, that's great, well and good. So this is the part where I think a lot of people that share traditional family values are have, right? So within this traditional family values, there's this slither of an idea of generational wealth and passing money down. So while we spend a lot of energy and bandwidth every week coming in, having fun, tuning into the podcast, learning how to increase your cash flow, la, um, different perspectives, la, what are some of the tools out there, risk management and all that jazz. At the end of the day, if you have all these surpluses around, you know, at the end of the tunnel, once you're done with your amazing, crazy life, uh, you probably want to hand over to the next generation. If you have next generation, of course, if you don't have next generation, if you decide to take a different path, the childless path, which is also increasingly popular, more and more people on the internet are talking about it. Um, I think also some people are exploring things like setting up charities, trust funds, giving back to the universities, society and all that, right? So, Good on you if you are exploring all these, uh, but I would say not not very likely, lah. Huh? <laughs> More people will probably hand to the niece and the nephews, lah, or maybe it's just simply support a cause that they believe in, right? So, um, I don't know why, but Asian people like to keep it, nah, keep it within the family. Okay, so regardless of which camp you're in, nah, you have child, many child, no child, want to set up charity, lah, all that, right? So as long as you have surplus and you want to pass it down, I think there's some things that you need to be more aware of, right? Handing your assets down can be a little bit trickier than what you like to believe. <laughs> Yes, because uh, governments want to tax, right? So there's this whole big idea of estate tax, inheritance tax, withholding tax, and all these taxes will make it a little bit more difficult for some of you trying to hand money down to the next generation. That's why today we're going to talk about this wealth transfer idea and help you become a little bit smarter in this process. Which brings me to point number one, and that is not all financial instruments are equally tax efficient in transfers. So I'm sure many of you, all you listening from Singapore, you know that Singapore do not have capital gains tax. In other words, if you make money from the financial markets, you're not taxed. Right? Also, some of you Malaysian listeners tuning in, Malaysia also does not tax your capital gains. I think Malaysia does tax on property. Singapore also tax on property, Okay, if you didn't realise. Um, all your stamp duties, all these are a form of tax. But like it or not, if you make your money in the Singapore stock market or the financial markets, the bond markets, whatever you, um, there is no capital gains tax. So great. Singapore also does not have estate or inheritance tax. At this point in time, we have made do away with it quite a while ago. But recently, in mainstream media, you are hearing more and more of that. Even the government is talking about it. Oh yeah, we should tax wealth, we should tax inheritance, you know, it's going to be an equaliser and all that, right? So uh, as someone, not from the wealthiest of class, and I'm quite supportive, of this idea of wealth tax but that is not our discussion for today the reality however is more and more of us Singaporeans especially young millennials we are investing abroad right so we're investing in China we're investing in US ADRs or just investing in US stocks some people have a basket of currencies you know in different different places and all these assets all around the world and a lot of us you know do hold some sort of digital currency or digital um, assets out there right so all these are going to make your portfolio more complicated and it's going to be interesting when you're trying to hand over your money to the next generation. Okay, the reality is piggybacking a lot of these brokers, right? a lot of newer brokers, they have all these things that you can do in one broker app 
it's very hard not to be part of it. Like recently, I just um, entered the London stock market to buy one company. Or, you know, uh, don't, don't, I'm not going to talk about it here today. But hey, previously, I will never entertain it, right? But nowadays, the brokerages can do everything, right? So if they can do, you know, all, all, all these different things, it encourages more and more people to uh, buy a little bit here, buy a little bit there, and, you know, more and more access, and you can get more and more things. But that being said, right? Not everywhere has the same tax structure as Singapore, right? In the US, in Japan, in China, there are all different tax structures and some countries do tax quite heavily on inheritance. It means when you pass over to the next generation, they will tax you. Estate tax, inheritance tax is, is all in the same idea under wealth transfer. So fun fact, if you're in Singapore, but you decide to invest in the US, let's say you own single stocks in the US, you own Apple shares, Facebook shares, Amazon, a lot of people have these, right? Um, of, of course, a lot of people also have meme stocks and all that weird stuff. But anyway, anyway, okay. So a lot of people do have um, US tech companies or US stocks in their portfolio. And inheritance tax for foreigners can go up to as high as 40% of all your assets. So that means uh, if you hold all these different stocks and you pass to the next generation, if you go through the official channel, uh, if you go to the unofficial one, then the discussion is not on the table. And unofficial does not mean it's like illegal. Uh. Just means that you hand the password over to your kids and then they withdraw directly, blah, blah, blah. You know, and then they move on. Life carries on, okay? <laughs> but yes, uh, I think most people will do that. But if let's say you decide to take the official route and your, your estate is very big, uh, so you have to go to this official route, there's complex distribution, then yes, your tax can be as high as 40% on some of these um, big assets that you own in other countries. And of course, I do not want to bore you with the exact details of uh, you just tax how much, la, China tax how much, how much exemption you can get. All that tax is quite a complicated uh, discussion depending on the, your unique situation, right? But I want to put this out there that not all tools are tax efficient, which is why some of the funds, they um, register in different countries. La, so they domicile in another country. It makes a difference when it comes to taxes. And specifically for inheritance tax, I think uh, there is an established organization. I think tank out there called taxfoundation.org taxfoundation.org they have written a paper called estate and inheritance taxes around the world okay it's published in 2015 you can go and check it out they have a, quite a consolidated list of all the oecd countries so if you own uh, stocks in london in the us in many other of all these quote-unquote established developed countries uh, you can go and take a look at what's the structure like of course if your estate is big and complicated uh i will sincerely recommend you to look for a professional to help you with this process uh, and the small little mistakes can cost you a lot uh, if your estate is big uh. so consultation fee not a lot uh, relative to the kind of mistakes that can happen so yes look for a professional and if you're one of the people in this bracket right wow i love you uh, you you continue to listen to podcast great join all of us as we continue to learn and explore some of the more interesting ideas out there and for the rest of us listening in you know um, you may not have a lot of pass down maybe a few hundred thousand a few properties great good on you you've really done a great job accumulating wealth and if you decide you want to hand down to the next generation I do think that maybe in the later part of your investment journey you can consider you know shifting away from direct stock ownership you know because in the US direct stocks are taxed very massively which is why there's a whole range of funds uh, ETFs uh, they're optimized for this purpose right being more tax efficient and I believe we can explore some of them as we age and inch closer to handing wealth down. 
And for the handful of you out there that believes that, oh, why do you need funds? Why do you need ETFs? You can do it on your own, right? Everything you can do it on your own these days. Uh, you don't need to put your money here to be managed and, and all that. And I hear you. I, I get your point. I totally understand what you're saying. Uh, but if you believe in market economics, uh, you must be very aware that uh, there must be someone that wants these things, right? And these funds are not small, you know? So yes, if uh, it is something that you're exploring, being more tax efficient, uh, some of these funds can help you uh, to become more tax efficient when you are trying to hand wealth over. As for some of you that own digital assets, right, still a very young class, lah. Huh? So uh, there's no clear idea here yet. Eventually, when there's more clarity as to what's the kind of tax structures that will come in, that will make it harder for you to transfer, uh, we can update you again. Okay, so that is it for point number one. Not all tools are equally tax efficient. Which brings me to point number two, and that is using insurance to actualize your income potential. This is a big anchor in estate planning. And we'll talk a little bit more about this afterward from our sponsor. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is the strategy I think we are seeing more and more popular, especially within the middle income, the affluent professionals. That you know, you don't you don't have a lot of money in your estate yet. You are like the first generation accumulating some sort of serious surplus, right? And with that income potential, uh, you want to explore some of these more interesting ideas, like estate planning uh, to actualize your income potential. What does it mean? The thing is, many of us uh, may be earning fine, but we have not maxed up our income potential. Let me give you an example, okay? So, assuming most of us about 30, let's say you're age 30 this year, and you make a median income, 4.4 thousand. This is Singapore's median income, okay? And we factor in a conservative wage increase of 3% to beat inflation and grow alongside median income. Of course, uh, we're going to keep retirement age in this model at 65. Eventually, what happens, you don't know, right? Because if all of us are going to be centenarians, you really want to retire at 65 and 35 years downstairs, drink kopi and complain, right? It's, it's, not, <laughs> it's not fun, not exciting. So yes, either way, within this model, you have 35 years of income potential left and the total remaining income potential that you are about to receive at the end of these 35 years, cumulatively, is about $3.192 million. Of course, there are a lot of assumptions here and one of the biggest assumptions that we have in this model is that your wage keeps increasing at 3% year on year. Is it possible? I'm not sure. Like, I'm pretty sure wage growth don't work like that. <laughs> but either way, the idea here is not to say that oh, you're definitely going to get an additional 3 point or something million or oh, this is your income potential at the end. The idea here is to recognize that if you suddenly leave today, in other words, you move on today, you pass on for whatever reason, accident, what have you, your family has lost this income potential because a lot of times we look ourselves as a family unit, which is why they, they talk about wealth transfers. So of course, if you're on the fringe, you want to transfer to some uh, cat shelter, la, rabbit adoption center, la, what have you, okay? It's your choice. But for a lot of people, when they talk about wealth transfer, they're talking about family unit, you know, pass to the next generation. So, if you pass on today, you potentially lose this uh, potential income, la. 
So with this idea, there are more and more people exploring buying insurance products to pay a fraction of that total income potential to cover the family. If something happens to you in an quote-unquote unwanted wealth transfer scenario, like you, you still want to live, right? But you, you move on, okay? So I think this is an interesting idea and definitely something to explore. As always, you have to dig deeper and shop for the products that meet your needs. Broadly speaking, this class of products will fall under estate planning. So if you want to entertain this idea of estate planning, right, and actualizing or potentially actualizing your income potential, even if you move on before you can actualize your potential, um, all these class of products are broadly classified in estate planning, okay? This is the most conventional term out there. Um, you can talk to your professionals to see if it works for you. Which brings me to my third point in managing wealth transfers in 2022. And that is moving away from this idea of fairness and equal transfer. I know um, in the older generation, or at least based on the few wealth transfers that I've been through and some of these observations out there, there's a lot of talk about equality. Okay, equality was like the discussion in the 90s, 80s. You know, people talk about equal. Everything must be equal. Huh? So, um, I am sure many people deep down do subscribe to this idea of fairness also. And so if you only have one kid, it'll be easy, right? Everything you just pass to that one person. Of course, of course, I'm going to like shake it up for you, right? Actually, you can also set it up for your grandchildren. You don't need just to pass to one kid. If you want to split it even more all the way to the grandchildren, because maybe, think about it, by the time you retire, by the time you move on, you're 100 years old, you know, your kid's 70 already. <laughs> if that is the actuality, if eventually we all are going to be centenarians or we're going to be like 90 years old, then our kids will be like, what, 70, 60 by the time we retire? Do we want to pass money all to them by then? Can they really enjoy by the time they're 70? Right, so, so that is a different discussion. I also want to have that discussion slightly down the road. But just on this idea, if you have one kid, very easy, a lot of people will just pass over. But if you have a few kids, a lot of people will think that, oh, I need to cut it up equally and pass to each of them in the same fashion. But I'm going to share with you a short story to help you envision this idea. Um, I tell a lot of my friends, especially when they have uh, some sort of underlying idea of this whole like fairness, equality, everybody must same. Okay, today you and your uh, boyfriend, your girlfriend, you go to a cafe, okay? You, both of you go to a cafe. This is a great cafe. There's a lot of good stuff there and you want to drink tea. Your boyfriend wants to have coffee. And here you go, insisting that, oh, this tea is very good. Huh? Everybody should drink tea. We come here to drink tea. Tea is better. But your partner will be like, oh, I just want coffee. Why can't you let me just drink coffee? And then you go on this cycle, everybody becomes unhappy. Why not? You drink tea, they drink coffee, everybody have a good time. What is the goal here? The goal is to spend a good time at the cafe, a great weekend together, reading book, you know, taking photo, Instagram and all that. Right? That is the goal. Why forget the goal and insist on fairness and similarity or equality? Everybody must be the same or quote-unquote the same. And I know the example is very outrageous, very funny. <laughs> I, but I don't think it's impossible. I won't be surprised uh, if you hear this conversation outside a bubble tea shop, okay? But, but that's, not the, that's not the discussion today. The idea here is, rather than harp on this idea of fairness and equal transfers where everybody is the same, you need to ask yourself, why in the first place, what is your goal when transferring wealth? What do you really want to do when you pass to the next generation? You probably want to give them an advantage in this game. You want to help them fulfill their goals and actualize themselves faster than how you did it. right? So these are your real goals and not equality. 
And I would say every kid is different. Everybody wants different. Some of your kids may just want your watch collection. You know, maybe amongst your kids, someone did business that they didn't do so well. They're struggling a little bit now. And uh, yeah, they do need a roof over their head and you have these properties and the rest already have. Why, why not you just give it to them? Right? And, and this is you... Um, recognizing their individual needs. Of course, this is a discussion that needs to happen collectively, right? So that people don't quarrel after that, right? There, there must be a common understanding to move away from this arbitrary quote-unquote idea of equal, right? Everybody must have the same, okay? It's not about the same. It's about providing for the next generation so they can empower them to live the maximum of their life. At least that's how I see wealth transfer. So yes, to me, equality and the same, the same, everybody must have fair share is a very passe idea. I will say, if you already spend so many years accumulating your wealth and you do have a few kids, uh, why not be a little bit more individualistic and talk to them? What do they want? What do they need? Right? And also, maybe you can entertain this idea of not transferring it all at one go, right? You can transfer it bit by bit when they're 30s, when they're in their 40s, when they're in their 50s. Why can't you transfer earlier, right? Because truth is, if we're going to live very, very old, like we've established, right? If all of us are going to be centenarians at the Kopi now start complaining, and uh, we actually have sufficient wealth to transfer to the next generation, do you really think your 70-year-old kid really care about your wealth transfer by then he already 70? <laughs> So yes, uh, a lot of uh, questions in the air as the world changes, as we age further, as we have more investment repertoire out there and ideas start to change. I hope this episode will give you uh, more refreshing ideas and also give you some anchor ideas um, to think about how wealth transfer will be like in 2022 and beyond. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. So I'm going to recap the three big ideas today of managing wealth transfers in 2022. And that is not all financial instruments are equally tax efficient in transfers. Especially if you are in the more edgy, uh, single stock, la, crypto, la, some of these things. The tax legislations will change. Um, and as you move along, uh, there will be new strategies and new ways to go about. Keep exploring new financial instruments that are more tax efficient to help you in this process. Number two is you can use insurance to actualize your income income potential. It is an increasingly popular idea as more and more people do have surplus and can vividly recognize that eventually they will be transferring their wealth, right? So this idea is you pay a slither of this income potential to the insurance companies and if something happened to you, your whole income potential will be actualized and hand over to your family. So this is uh, something that is 
increasingly discussed out there, especially with a lot of middle-high income individuals. So something to explore. All these fall under estate planning. So this is a technical term. You can always check out with your professionals. Number three is you should probably move away from the idea of fairness and equal transfer. I think it's high time we recognize that everyone's an individual. Of course, if you want kid, easy. Yeah? But if you have multiple sons and daughters that you want to hand over, everybody will want something different. They will be in a different life situation and they need you know they need different level of help and support to actualize and you know make their life better so i will say maybe it's high time we move away from equality and be more individualistic and also probably you should review with them every 5 years like right? try to figure out what do they need how are they doing and see if you can support and change your wealth transfer strategy to keep up with what they need at that point in time. With that, I hope you learned something useful today. See ya! Hey, I hope you learned something useful today and truly appreciate that you took time off to better your life with the financial coconut. Knowledge is that much more powerful and interesting when shared, debated and discussed. Join our community telegram group, follow us on our social, sign up for our weekly newsletter. We are doing a weekly newsletter rebooked. We are going to have a lot of information within the newsletter. Everything is in the description below. And if you love us and want to help us grow, definitely share the podcast with your friends and on your socials. Also, if you have any interesting thoughts you want to share or you know someone that we would like to hear from, reach out to us through hello at thefinancialcoconut.com With that, have a great day ahead Stay tuned next week And always remember Personal finance can be chill, clear And sustainable for all Okay, so today's episode uh, is interesting. When I was putting it together, I was like, oh, some of these ideas are pretty cool because like I said, some of the big themes going forward, right? People are going to live longer. You really want to, you know, you live until 90, 100 years old, then you pass the money to the next generation and you feel like, oh yeah, you know, but the next generation also 70 years old, what can they do? <laughs> <laughs> so it's a it's very interesting discussion as we move forward also because there are more and more tools out there uh, tech structures will change so yeah I hope um, you hop on some of these big ideas and see if they work for you okay take care